And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Hey, I was just uh, reminded that voices are now back in season. I got it. By Joe Cabibbo, our, our sound man. And, uh, Mr. Cabibbo is my partner. He and I went out and oh. uh, we roused him up out of the oyster beds out there. Come on, come on, Yeah, I'm sure. I'd like, to, I'd like to talk to you for just a second here. You, you and Joe are in business, I right. And they, you have oyster beds? Yeah, no, we just sell oysters on the first uh, September. Uh, around CBS here, huh? That's right. It's kind of a little local thing. Kind of a little uh, ritual that's gone through every year? That's right. How have you been doing today? Pretty good. I've sold a bunch of oysters all around different people. These are on the half shell that you have? No, no, no. They're in the shell, and they're iced, and they're very good. The oysters look good this year. We had a little trouble there for a while with the starfish. Starfish attack your sleeping oysters yeah. during the uh, month, winter months, summer months. Have you ever uh, come across a pearl in one, or is that just a... That's no saliva. It is. You can come across a pearl. However... However what? Well, sir. Well, let's get on to, uh, to another subject here. In, uh, in your times uh, working on these, these uh, oyster beds, you, you haven't possibly come across uh, any sign of Dave, our whale, have you? No, we never have uh, seen uh, Dave. Uh, we've been looking for him. Uh, therefore... Well, therefore what? Yeah. Let's uh, change our line of questioning. You can have a picture of Dave if you'd like it. We have uh, some in the office here, or you can well, write to us for one. Thank you. Uh, but Joe did bring one home. I tell you, I'd like one uh, for myself, though, and I can put it up in my barn. Uh, but... Well, okay, and a uh, great deal of thanks to you, and Joe, a lot of thanks to you for having your friend come in with these uh, oysters. It was really a very pleasant surprise today. However... <laughs> Well, it talks with, uh, ends with connections, I guess, as they say. Say, have you been reading in the paper recently about the bird follow-up in New York? Yeah, I did. Do we have time for that now? I think we should. It, it seems that uh, Mount Vernon, New York, has been plagued by a, a uh, flock starlings. of starlings, and they engaged a gentleman... At a pretty good price to uh, I think four thousand dollars if he could get rid of, get rid of all these stylings. Uh, and uh, I think he's from Indiana. And he goes uh, uses uh, two metal strips and pounds them together, and then he has a little gentle chime. And he says that it has worked before. However, uh, so far uh, it hasn't scared the stylings off permanently. They fly away when they hear him coming down the street, but then they come back after he's gone. But he says it may take uh, three or four treatments before it's all over. So uh, it's been very interesting. Wally Blue is up in Bronxville, and I think he has a follow-up story to all this bird talk. So come in, please. Wally Blue. Similar follow-up story here in Bronxville, uh, where we're chatting, uh, about to chat with a gentleman who has been engaged for the same uh, purpose, to... Uh, rid some of the uh, towns people of some of these birds. This right now is a veritable bird watcher's paradise. Uh, birds of all types and description are making themselves available to the watchers. You may 
your lady uh, guide over to my right who has identified some of the birds for uh, the people in her group. Baltimore Oriole. He just pointed out the Baltimore Oriole. And uh, a while back we saw a ruby-throated hummingbird. A wood thrush. There's a wood thrush just uh, out of a bush. Oh, here's, here's the gentleman we came to talk with. Uh, birds. Uh, would you, uh, sir, tell us how you're faring and getting the birds out of Knoxville? Uh, well, I, I use a different system. I don't use any uh, metal clanking or bells or chimes or guns or anything. I just uh, yell them out of the trees and uh, tell them to head off. Could we have a sample of? Uh, it's better. Could we have a sample of how you work or? All right. Uh, well, Is it too early? Uh, you see this one tree up here? It looks like a pin oak. Uh, you notice yep. there's a bunch of starlings up yes. there. Now, I think they're down from Mount Vernon. I see. You're going to try to head them back that I way? I don't care where they go, just as long as they leave Bronx. Okay? All right. Well, now we'll hear a bird chaser as he goes to work. Bird, get out of here! Come on! Come on, bird! Hit the road! Let's go! Well, it don't, seems to be working. Don't uh, get me mad, buddy. Let's go. He's shooing the birds out of the tree. Hey, you want uh, what, one Still left one left there. there. Come on, I see you. Come on. He's telling the bird he sees it. Come on, get out of there now. Uh, Come on. Make oh, your there it goes. I think you've been successful, sir. Yeah, they did head back in the direction of Mount Vernon. Well, they can have them back there. We don't want them here in Bronxville. Where's your next job? Do you Are you lined up for another engagement? From here, I'm going uh, to California. A lot of birds out there. Busy season out there, yeah. huh? Well, good luck, sir. And uh, certainly uh, your work is uh, well done. Uh, it was here. Cut out uh, for me. For the birds. And now this Wait, is where the old... Wait a minute, there's one there still. Come on now, Well, we can't wait. You may be here all night. This is Radio's Wally Ballou returning it now to New York. Thank you, Wally, for an interesting sideline to... or sidelight to the bird story. I'd like to hear some of those birds on uh, uh, one of the Columbia Stereo phonograph sets. Yeah, it, is. it would be very good stereophonically. Very, very beautiful sounding things. Have you seen them, folks? We're talking about these uh, Columbia phonographs. They have uh, portables that start as low as twenty four ninety five, And, of course, they have consoles, too. Start at the amazing old price of $129.95. Consoles are crafted like fine furniture. They're a beautiful addition to any room. In fact, they have uh, portables. Columbia does for every room, every budget, and every listening need. Say, if you haven't heard this uh, really three-dimension stereophonic sound, why don't you go down to your Columbia dealer? He'll be uh, delighted to uh, demonstrate for you, and uh, really, it's a wonderful sound. Uh, you've never heard music like you heard or he will hear on this uh, stereophonic high fidelity at your Columbia phonograph dealer. See them all. There are plenty. One to fit every room, as Bob said, every budget, every listening need. Columbia Dealer is headquarters for Columbia Phonographs. Hear ye, hear ye. The Bob and Ray unrehearsed courtroom of the air is now in session. In a moment... 
you'll be hearing unrehearsed courtroom dramas involving live actors who will be doing away with the technical know-how of real-life judges, genuine lawyers, legitimate district attorneys, and the rest of those tedious law people with years and years of solid knowledge. And now, Superior Court 3, County of Henderson, Superior Court Judge Presser presiding. And so, my good man, I have no recourse but to sentence you to not more than one or more than twenty no more than 20 and far less than one. No, that's not it. And so, my good chap, you're going to get a flat 15 years. Hey, hey, hi. Well, and hear any more noise, I'll have another demonstration. I have a few words to say to the prisoner before I remand him to the custody of the country, the city. Silence, silence. Speak up, Bailey. It's uh, Bailiff, not Bailey. I got something to tell you. Well, if the Bailey has a complaint, he can see me in my personal chamber later on. Now, I have a few words to say to the prisoner. No, no, I, no, no kidding. Not. You ought to listen to me, really. Prisoner, 15 years is a long time, but you deserve it. Never in all my years on this seat have I heard of such outrageous conduct, such wanton disregard for personal property, your callous actions... You're heinous, absolutely ruthless. All right. You're sentencing the wrong guy. He's the district attorney. I tried to tell you. It's the DA you got there. However, some new evidence has been introduced that might shed some new light on the case oh, before me. Oh, you'll never get out of this, Art. Waldo Vincent, you stand before me a convicted man. A man about to be sent to the reformatory. And yet, it's my belief that the scales of justice are tipping your way. Oh, it'll never work. A few minutes ago, you were about to go to prison, but looking at you, I wonder. I wonder if jail is really the answer for you. Oh, I'm not condoning what you've done, mind you. <laughs> Manslaughter can be serious sometimes. You said it, I think. So, keeping that in mind, you seem like a very decent chap. Now, Waldo, we've all done things we're ashamed of. Like you're doing now, I... So... I'm going to put it to you this way, Walter Vincent. While the court cannot completely forgive the prisoner for his crime, I'm going to do all that's in my power... Careful now, Art. ...to ease the burden of your sentence. I believe the only way I can do that is to set you free, my good man. Now, see, I told you one more. Now, how are you going to stop the courtroom spectators from demonstrating? And everybody in the court... Is here for sentence to ten days in jail for snideness, contempt. Take them away, Bailey. Well, I'm going to hand it to you, all right? This section of the Bob and Ray unrehearsed courtroom of the air is now closed. Bob, I wish we had time, but we want to get to uh, Johnny Braddock and his sports phone. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Hi, 
this is Johnny Braddock welcoming you to another edition of Sportsophone. You all know the game. I'll start describing a famous sports figure, and as soon as you think you know who it is, call me, Johnny Braddock at Pickering Six. The first person with the correct answer will win a valuable prize. And let's go now. The sports figure I'm thinking of has many times been involved in tape measure home runs. His initials are M.M. Uh, Braddock. The guy you're talking about is Mickey Mantle. He's been involved in tape measure home runs, okay? Uh, he's sending a valuable prize to Lou Cornshafter, care of B. Ragsdale, Pulver Heights, Maryland. I'm sorry, Mr. Cornshafter, but there'll be no valuable prize for you. Mickey Mantle is not the correct answer. Boy, what a con artist you are, Braddock. You can't stand it if someone guesses right, can you? You change the sports figure in midair if a guy guesses it. It's a serious charge, Mr. Cornshafter. Ordinarily, I'd demand satisfaction from you, but it would involve an expensive trip to Maryland and a good deal of tedium once I got there. Well, if it ain't Mickey Mantle, who is it? I mean, Braddock, who hits a ball that long that has to be measured? The answer to that, Mr. Cornshafter, is in our underground vault, tucked away from prying eyes. And Mr. Minifee, our accountant, is standing guard over the vault, ledger book in hand, ready to do battle, flail away at intruders if need be. Horse feathers, Braddock. You're a phony and you know it. Thank you for the kind appellation, Mr. Cornshafter. Goodbye. Baloney. Now, the sports figure I'm thinking of, the one involved in tape measure home runs, was a boy who gained wind and endurance by running the tape measure from home plate to the deepest part of the bleachers. A sickly lad at first. Oscar No, sir. Cheat. A sickly lad at first. I got your clue, Mr. Braddock. It's got to be Musial, Scar, and Hodges, Peter, Mickey Vernon, or any one of a bunch of other first basemen. What makes you think our famous sports figure is a first baseman? Well, I thought the key words, the clue, so to speak, were the words at first. Well, I wouldn't say the first baseman you just mentioned were sickly. They all seem robust to me. Well, Braddock, who made you a doctor? you got trouble enough lying on your program without getting into the field of medicine. I'll bet you don't even know the difference between measles and mumps. Yes, I do. The difference is about an inch and a half. Very funny, Braddock. I'll take vanilla. And this sickly lad grew up and became a champion swimmer who appeared in many Olympic contests. Later, he played the role of Tarzan in many movies. His first name is Johnny. His last initial is W. This is Corey Shafter from Maryland again. You got my address. Don't horse around, Braddock. The guy you're talking about Johnny Wiseball, Tarzan in the movie, send a valuable prize. Wrong again, Cornshafter. The figure I'm thinking of is Johnny Williams. Braddock, this guy, Johnny Williams, he never played Tarzan in the movies, did he? Not that I know of, Cornshafter. But you said he did. I made a mistake. I'll get you for this, Braddock. On a dark night, I'll get you. Yeah, this is Johnny Braddock closing out another edition of Sports Nice going, Johnny. And that's just about it for now. Until tomorrow, this is Ray Golding reminding you to write it to get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. Going places, go with radio and the CBS Radio Network. Your city editor's report is next on KNX, AM and FM, CBS. CBS.